time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling This is Graham Laneve Painter, author of the upcoming Complete History of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I'm so honored to say a few words about the following episode. After a revelation involving a chainsaw whilst at Christmas shopping, Toby Hooper devised his next feature about unemployed cannibalistic slaughterhouse workers and a van full of hippies who just happened to be on the day's menu. Chainsaw was controversial from the start, not just because it was an exploitative movie, but because of the overwhelming tone, intensity, and realism it imbued, laying down the method and paving the way for future slasher movies. What seems contrived now was revolutionary then, and let's not forget Marilyn Burns was the first ever final girl, influencing all who followed. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a shockingly perfect piece of cinema, often imitated but never equaled. So without further ado, prepare to revisit that sweaty, sun-bleached, rotten, and smelly summer of 1973, where power tools always start first time and blood-sucking mummies are kept upstairs, with a good serving of barbecue and the esteemed crew of Gore and More. And what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, and joining me is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? Bobby Amon. There I am. What's up, guys? <laughs> and Big Johnny D. <laughs> this is why. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah love it love it so uh, welcome to another episode of the more and more podcast today is september 14th 2020 and we got a banger of an episode for you today but first as every episode it's time for your slice of life chad what'd you do uh, well, I had to take an extra day off work today because I had to get a couple tires fixed in my car. Apparently I ran over a nail, so that was a nice, uh, nice way to start the week. But aside from that, you know, I worked a steady stream of 12 hour days last week, so I definitely needed an extra day off. And my wife surprised me yesterday by coming home from Walmart with a copy of the new Marvel's Avengers game for PS4. Nice. And... She also brought me a large Baja Blast from Taco Bell. Woo! No, That's the real one, TJ, not the zero sugar crap. Oh, suck one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, aside from that, just kind of, you know, playing it low key. I've got a couple busy weekends ahead of me. I got a party at my in-laws this upcoming weekend. Then the following weekend, I have a birthday party next door with our friend Tim. And then that same day, I have a 50th birthday party for my uncle, uh, which I believe is going to be a Star Wars themed birthday party. Nice. That'll be fun. Hell yeah. But aside from that, no, nothing new is going on. Uh, Big Johnny D. Uh, Bubba, how you doing there, buddy? What's new with you? Well, not too bad, man. Uh, I've been busy with the family, you know. People, people just keep stopping fucking by. I don't know why, man. Just keep coming in and intruding. But you know what, man? Freezer's fucking stocked. So what can I say? Having <laughs> yeah, good fucking work, dude. You know, I mean, I, you know, my brother, he's been out on the road, kind of bringing them in. But honestly, we don't really need to. They just keep fucking coming. It's weird. Man. 
like well you know why they love the barbecue yeah you know you hear the you hear the term long lambs to the slaughter man and it, it looks good <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, i had some i've had some of that barbecue so yeah it, you know finger licking good man <laughs> that, can't complain hey, yeah, and, i think that's trademark they watch what you're saying <laughs> oh <laughs> instead, of, uh, instead of finger licking oh, good, man, you man, have man. something for yourself there bubba we're the real south here he ain't south <laughs> fucking colonel yeah. Oh shit! No, actually, uh, did uh, we did episode eleven of Wake and Bake yesterday with my handsome co-host TJ up there? What's uh, up, motherfuckers? Yeah, it was a nice way to uh, come back after a little bit of a week hiatus. It's but, been like uh, a month. That's a month. Yeah, that's the problem with the bi-weekly man. You miss a fight, you're like, holy shit, dude! It's a jump. Uh, but no, man, just been gaming, playing Tony Hawk, uh, join myself. Actually, after watching this, I feel like I have to tell you, gentlemen, I finally decided to watch The Burning last night. And I yeah. Burning uh, is one of those 80s movies that just never gets old. Yeah, it was one of those ones yeah, where man. I definitely fucked my sleep because I was just like, well, I should go to bed, but I really want to keep watching this movie. So, <laughs> and uh, man, to see fucking Costanza with that small and that much hair is just fucking amazing. Yeah. Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> what a great movie, man. Like the But he was he was still the same guy aside from the oh, dude. the height he, and the hair. He was. And like, the confidence. Just the way he talked and everything like that. It was all just that was just him, dude. And I love it. Yeah, it's like it's like it wasn't Jason Alexander. That was actually George Costanza when he was younger. Right. That was your to get yeah, when he, wait, when he had a child. Yeah, lady. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love the spermicide and what was the other stupid? Lubricated condoms. I'm like, why is this even a fucking thing? <laughs> Back then, it wasn't a thing. Right? That's well, true. <laughs> it was hot. Oh, man. To get them lube condoms, those were fucking top shelf. You know what I mean? They're, we're not, you know. Now everything is lubed up, ready to go. Right. Bobby, how have you been, my brother? Ah, oh, I've been good. Last week was a, a busy week after the holiday, so at work it was busy as fuck. But I am happy to say that now the gyms are open. It feels good to be home again. <laughs> I can safely say that. And then um, I've been working on some cosplay stuff as well. I'm not going to say what. I'm just going to say that. So we just have to wait and see. Even though there's fucking nothing, teased. There's nothing happening right now, so I'm just working on this shit. And then uh, this past weekend, I uh, was out with my girlfriend uh, Saturday. We were in Pennsylvania. And then Sunday was football. That was about it. So nothing else really going on right now except for all of that. Boss man, how you doing? Okay, guys. So as I say every week, it was podcast here, podcast there, and podcast everywhere. Of course, we did one with uh, Mick Strawn with Rabbit Hole. And we got to interview Clay Boris, who is the... Director for Prom Night 4 delivers from evil. That movie's batshit crazy. He's batshit crazy. It was an awesome interview. Go check that out over on the Project Louder Facebook, coming to the projectlouder.net website. So look out for that. And, of course, yesterday we did Wake and Bake with Pretty Woman down there, and (laughs) it was a glorious time. And then I recorded an episode of Wicked Wednesday with our lovely Tisa Wicked. Uh, That will be coming out Wednesday. Stay tuned for that. Tomorrow is box office banter. Tomorrow is also episode three of Comics and Kaijus, so stay tuned for that. Nice. Yeah. About fucking time. We have been recording a lot of Patreon content that will be released 
amongst the patrons. And I think that the max, like the, the highest tier is going to be called the jive turkey tier. <laughs> and to be considered a jive turkey, it's you have to spend the most amount of money. And I think we're going to work out something with Cabin 13 where you get stuff from them every month for an X amount of money. And you are – yes. And then it also includes a T-shirt that says I'm a jive turkey. So, I mean, you've you got to understand, like, that's like the creme de la creme of gorehounds is the jive turkey uh, level gorehound. And there'll be other there'll be there other tiers, and, and we'll definitely judge you on those tiers. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, <laughs> we also re- we recorded an episode of CarPod a couple weeks ago with Corey Kaufman, my heterosexual life partner. Just him and I talking about all sorts of shit. Yeah, wrestling, horror, future projects, all sorts of stuff. Again, on the Patreon. Gonna be on there. Quality content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, uh, I had spent some uh, quality time with Taryn, my my uh, oldest daughter. We went to the Evan City Cemetery. We got some uh, photos and uh, locations from this film, and it was great. I had a great time. She learned a lot, and she it just kind of sparked her interest in zombie films again. So now it's going to be kind of a regular thing for her and I to try to go back. We're going to go back to the Evan City uh, Living Dead Museum next time, and then we're going to do the Crazies uh, film location next. Oh, so I've been to the. I was at the Living Dead Museum when it was at its original location in Monroeville. It is awesome yes and it's not so much zombies it's more george romero focused stuff and they also have some evil dead sprinkled in there so uh, i love that nice nice yeah heather nice. says tyrexual yeah you, you said it tyrenosaurus it's it's <laughs> yeah. uh, i'll play that later ladies and germs but uh yeah just lots of content production lots of keeping up with <clears throat> the uh website Full around with the lighting behind me, testing out new things, experimenting, you know, all that fun snuff, snuff stuff. What am I <laughs> stroking out is what I'm doing. But you know what I, I really like to do? You know what I really would really like to do? I'd like to thank Graham Painter for that awesome intro. Yeah, yes. right. That was Very awesome. Much. That was amazing. Yes. Shout out to you and your upcoming book. We will be using Project Louder to promote the fuck out of that because we love you and you're a handsome man. And thank you for all you that you do for the horror community. And you do for me. Thank you. So without further ado, 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Let's get it on, boys. Oh, yeah. Wait, I got, I'm ready for this. Oh, we ready? Okay. <laughs> so directed by Tobe Hooper, Toby Hooper, Funhouse Poltergeist. Written by Kim Henkel and Toby Hooper. Produced by Toby Hooper. And starring Marilyn Burns from Eaten Alive as Sally Hardesty. Paul A. Partain? Looks Partain. like it, yeah. Partain, yeah. Face of the Devil is Frankly Hardesty. William Frankly. <laughs> Kirk. Frankly? 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 Franklin? I'm stroking <laughs> out. I'm sorry. Alan Danziger as Jerry. Terry McKinn as Pam from... Seller Gunnar Hansen from the Demon Lover as Leatherface, Edwin Neal as the Hitchhiker, Jim Sedow as the Cook, John Duggan as Grandpa Sawyer, John Lacroix as Larroquette. I can't fucking pronounce shit. Uh, <laughs> from Night Court, yes, yeah, by Dan Night Court. Wayne Bell, cinematography by Daniel Pearl, edited by Sally Richardson and Larry Carroll. 
distributed by Bryanston Distributing Company, released October 11th, 1974, runtime of 83 midgets, budget 140,000, gross 30.9 million dollars. Damn. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Which trailer did you Yes, write? my timing was impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> Heather says, time for the joke. Circle jerk, everybody spit in the hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Giggity. I'll pass around the cookie later. It's going to be the double Dutch rudder, but four-way. <laughs> <laughs> Quadruple. Best enjoyed in headphones for your uh, yeah. listeners. Really loud. Well, watch the show with headphones anyway and enjoy my audio uh, production quality. <laughs> Come on, Franklin. It's going to be a fun trip. Oh, Should have just played like the opening na narration. That would have been awesome. Right. Oh yeah, that would have worked. Yeah, as that well. would have worked great either way. Either way. I like the 4K trailer. That was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was beautiful. I don't believe I've actually seen that one. And uh, thank you, Susie. We will certainly get the lube when the time. Yeah, is. lube does feel. Like <laughs> either that, or we just use our spit. I think that's pretty nice too. <laughs> Natural lube, baby. Hey, it works. <laughs> Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal oh, knows. Jake Gyllenhaal knows. Ah! <laughs> That's broke Dick Fountain. Uh, hey, oh. guys, I'm going to call a couple of people, okay? Ooh, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to ring down to the land down under real quick. <gasps> the DBK? Where did Chad go? I don't know. Chad, where'd you go? Oh, we I can hear you, but we can't see you. I can't hear him at all. Pretty woman got him. Chad, refresh. Ooh. Ah. Do -do -do. Hey. But Rudy came, my doppelganger, kanga banger from down under. What's up, brother? Not much, motherfucker. Here's the boys. Here's the crew gal. They're doing pretty good. Doing great, brother. Peachy King. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Um, yes, it is a great film. <laughs> I expected that. Yeah, what more can I say about this film that already hasn't been said, you know? Like, look, I'll just start off by saying that this film, for me, personally, started the slasher genre. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. It feels like a documentary, and that's, what's, that's what makes it scary. Um, but considering it's a misled title, it definitely makes up for that with... Um, Amazing set dressings inside that house. I think that's amazing what they've done. 
Um, terrifying character development, um, simple storytelling. And for me, visually showing less is definitely more, um, especially in the killings. Um, yeah, I, I just think the imagination is a beautiful thing and that makes it scary for the for the audience and viewer to um, try and conjure something up. Um, my favourite scene, pretty much the ending from where Sally Lee uh, escapes the house. Um, I love those low, wide dolly shots out in the field. Um, but yeah, other than that, look, this film is fucking great. I can't really highly praise it enough as much as it already has been. So yeah, that's about it, mate. Awesome. So score. 4.2. Okay, fair enough. Okay, bro. Yeah, 4.2. Yeah, I was going to give it a bit more higher, but um, I thought uh, I'll, I might I might give might leave that for next generation. I I agree completely. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. Okay, brother. Well, until next week. Talk to you later. So catches. Bye bye. Later. Bye, buddy. Okay, I'm gonna call. Hello. Hey, lady. Hey. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. So, thoughts? Just wish- yep. Thoughts on Texas Chainsaw. I was just wishing that I had enough time to, to come home and watch it again. Mm. I watched it last night. I wanted to watch it again, but I had to go to the damn mechanic. Um, so I had been drinking all day because it was football Sunday. So I didn't make any notes or anything. <laughs> but the biggest thing to me was that actress. Like, I felt like the terror coming from her, like projecting out of the screen, like onto me. Like, she was amazing. Yes. And obviously, I mean, the the classic slamming of the the steel door is like just this moment of just intense just utter terror <laughs> i agree i couldn't believe how great the I, I forgot it's been a while i couldn't believe how great the the lighting was and <clears throat> the blood <laughs> yeah. and yeah <laughs> so uh so uh 4.5 awesome okay well Thanks for, well, picking up the call, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. Let's give another call. Jesus, this is like a radio contest. Let's go yeah. calls. Who's next? Call number one. Call number seven. Hello, Robofuck. What's up, buddy? Oh, <laughs> Just driving home from work, buddy. So, thoughts and feelings on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Well, it's been quite a while since I've seen it, but it's one of the most iconic movies that ever literally scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there was something just so raw about it that just can scare anybody, I think, at, at any point. As you know, there are true sick fucks in this world. <laughs> I yes, yes, yes. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, all in all, great film, great story. I know they they say 
based on a true story, mm-hmm. but it is very loosely based on the uh, murders of Ed Gein. So, but I'm glad that they they did do it though. I mean, words were not massacre. True that, brother. So, score. Point seven five. Okay, that's a good score. So thanks Every for uh, day of the week. Yeah, buddy, I appreciate that. Uh, so thanks for calling in, and we'll call another one. Bye bye. I love how he doesn't tell us who he's calling. It's just hey, let's go to another call. You know, I kind of <laughs> like it though because now I'm just playing a guessing game by myself. He's like, who the fuck is it going to be? Let's right. make that. <laughs> We're playing along with you there, Gorehounds. Is it going to be Steve? Steve? What's happening? Hi, what's up, buddy? I'm stuck in fucking quarantine. Ah, uh, yes. Whoa! Yes, yes. I remember reading that. Uh, is there any better way to spend it, though, with you know, other than with the Gormore boys? Uh, well, nice cold beer and some strippers would be handy, but I'm kind of lacking those out here. I could have Bobby take oh, his course. shirt off and John shake his ass, and we could be halfway there, baby. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Thoughts on Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I love the franchise. The reboots weren't too terrible. Um, Bill Mosley, absolutely um, fantastic with Chop Top. That one was actually probably my favorite out of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially riding around the you know the truck with the chainsaw and everything. That sequence is a little fun chase, but um, yeah, pretty solid. Um, the '95 one was. Uh, I don't know. The the mask just seemed a little goofy, to be honest with you. But uh, other than that, uh, not too shabby. So, what would you uh, rate it out of five? Hey, Bobby, you got a fan there, buddy. Out of five, what the? What are you talking about? All the films, or, or just this particular? one? Just the first one. Oh, oh, you talk about the first one? Yes, sir. Well, it set the tone, um, you know, for the franchise, but um, uh. Yeah, I'd have to give it, you know, it was definitely better than average. I'd have to give it at least a three and a half to four, somewhere around there. Okay, awesome. That's pretty commendable. Well, thanks for the call in, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Have fun. Enjoy corn. See you, Don. <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> and next week, he's in quarantine. Yeah, I'll be there all this is, weekend uh, next. <laughs> that is it for the fan call in. Uh, I got someone here looking to have my shirt. Yeah, like, you see oh this. Yeah, me. I, I, I mean, I would, but I, I love this shirt too much. But right, I, keep it's it. so, uh, I think I ran it down last week. His turn is it? Let's give it to Bobby. It's, it's his pick. I'll, yeah, it's his pick. I'll it's read, his pick. I'll read this one. Absolutely. Hold on one second. Okay. Take your shirt off. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's for our only fans that we haven't oh, gotten yeah, yet. Twenty dollar to Patreon. Make it 40. Sure. 40? 40 is pants, bro. Yeah. That's, 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 that that's pants. Yeah. That's the combo right there. Anyway, <laughs> the year is 1974. A group of five close friends are heading through the back roads of Texas en route to their grandfather's potentially vandalized grave. I mean, who doesn't do that anymore? Among them are Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. They encounter an unpleasant hitchhiker who slashes both himself and Franklin with a wicked-looking knife. It's a shaver's knife. The only ma- they the others manage to eject the he- the hitchhiker from the vehicle, but shortly afterwards they are forced to stop 
and wander over to a small, sinister clapboard house nearby in hopes for gas. What none of them realize is that this house is the home of the ghoulish Leatherface and his evil, demented family of cannibalistic psychopaths. They really are nice people if you really look at it. One at a time, the teens are murdered by the Leatherface in horrifying ways. Sally soon finds herself an involuntarily guest of Leatherface's home and flees into the night to escape the demented cannibal and his loudly buzzing chainsaw. Can she escape the grim fate that befell her friends and brother? Bum, bum, bum. I don't know, pretty, pretty woman. Tell me something. Did she get away? Did she get away? Well, she got away. But uh, I'll say the rest of them definitely did not. No. <laughs> that would be the nice way to put it. Ah, oh, man. Gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, let's discuss. Where do we even start with this movie? Fucking classic, dude. And like, like it's been said before, I feel like probably could be argued, but I would personally say probably the starting of the whole slasher genre. Oh, without a doubt, this 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 not only set the bar, it set the bar high. Right. And yeah. what a what a what a way to start out with. Uh... Oh no, Heather, I do not go. I do not do that. <laughs> Trust me, if I do sketchy things, it's definitely with the camera on. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm, yeah, pretty right. sure, you know, I'm pretty sure I took like the world's biggest dab rip yesterday. And oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't ready for that. I had to look at the screen. I was like, "Oh shit, he's still busy." Never mind. It's <laughs> going. Oh man. No, we. You know what we? Uh, not to speak for TJ, but he was just trying to give Bobby the highlight while he uh, presented us the delicious plot. Exactly. Yeah. Right. We're trying if to bring do, up the production. If you do now. want this shirt, hottopic.com has it. Or Patreon, $40. Or Patreon, $40 eventually. So, right? But other than that. Could you imagine that, dude? Just start selling Bobby shirts. Be like, yeah, be this, awesome. was, this was worn by Bobby. <laughs> you got to make sure you listen. don't wash it either. Gotta have the pit stains. Yeah, pit smell like garlic and tomato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> my Little dog with ricotta <laughs> cheese. <laughs> John. Oh fuck! God damn it! Dude, you had to bring in the fucking pasta shit, dude. What the fuck? I had pasta for dinner. Son of a, no, that's fine. <laughs> what an Italian thing to say. Yeah, right. I have pasta for dinner. Yeah, it's all good, man. No, man, this, right. this movie is just, ah, oh, I loved it. It's, come on, like, listen, there's not very much to not love about this. I don't really think there's anything to not love. So this isn't really a big question, but a question for you gentlemen. But mm-hmm. When was the first time you saw this movie? I remember. My first time I watched it, I was, I was 11. Last year? <laughs> really? I was eleven. I never, I never saw the ending until last year. And, and I remember because you guys remember a place called, or maybe not, Hollywood Video. Absolutely. I rented it there on tape. Hell yeah! Way to date That's yourself. The first buddy. time I saw. It. <laughs> I honestly don't remember the me. first time I saw. It. I remember I was eleven years old. And we went to Hollywood Video, and I was, and actually, my brother rented it, and I rented part three, and I watched them out of order, but I was still just like, 
this is awesome. So you skipped two <laughs> completely, huh? At the time, yeah. Well, see, thing. I'm pretty sure I saw part two before I saw this one. I remember when I saw part two. I was like, oh, God, I want to say 13 or so. Yeah, I saw right part 13? two before I ever saw this. Ah. So I honestly can't remember the first time I saw this one. I, I know exactly when I saw this, and while I didn't see it in its entirety in the first time, I did see it to the man, uh, thankful to the man, Mr. Joe Bob Briggs and Monster Vision. Is what I've <laughs> Back on fuck. What was that? Ninety five. What weird ass people? <laughs> right. I love some fucking weed. Or uh, uh, weird ass podcasters. Wicked yeah. ass pasta. There you go. Wild Asian pandas. What oh, are you? Wild, wild ass party animals. Mm. Weird and pathetic. There we oh, go. <laughs> I like it. I think that's the best one. <laughs> oh, shit. So, I mean, okay, so TJ, you said you just saw it last year. So I'm assuming you saw bits and pieces of it till then, or? Boy, you know I'm the king of sequels. I see all the fucking sequels first. That's fair. Uh, I mean, Bobby and I are the youngest. For some fucking reason, everything that I've seen was like, you know, hey, you know how TJ saw Halloween fucking first? Halloween 5. Okay, uh, you know how TJ watched Friday the 13th first? Uh, Jason goes to hell. Like, yeah. Like, hey, man. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I, I've seen, yeah, I've seen those out of order, too, the first time I saw I them. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw part five. I think I saw the new beginning before I saw, oh, I saw any of the others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw seven and then went backwards from there. And then I saw backwards. part two, then seven, and yeah. <laughs> and then the rest is history. <laughs> It doesn't uh, matter how it, wait, it doesn't matter when. Right. It's as long just as you matter of Can I do a sidebar hot take real quick? Absolutely. So because we this went be good uh, Yes. <laughs> so we, we, we watched this and I was like, you know, I really like the other films. So I went back and I watched a couple of them and then I, I watched the next generation again mm. last night. Uh and I, I absolutely love that movie. And for those of you who don't know, Graham let me in on this. There's a spinoff movie from The Next Generation. Really? Yeah. Chad's going to research it now because he, I've peaked his interview. Uh, I, I can see the, can see the gears. His eyes are just like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so there's no, no, this this interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, so there's a spinoff of it, and I guess it follows more about the, that FBI connection, that, that secret society thing, FBI secret society thing that they mentioned in The Next Generation briefly. So I guess there's a spinoff of this series out there, and I guess there's even uh, a Chop Top movie that was about to be made, then canceled, then about to be made, then canceled. That one I remember hearing about. That's a, an all-American. Yeah, I remember hearing the other one. I remember hearing about the other one that he mentioned. Yeah. So yeah, I heard the Chop Top one, but I thought they wanted to bring Chop Chop Top back into the next movie, right? Yes, but okay. I think that he so, got a standalone film, which is in a, like it's called like I think like a, something like an American Massacre and or an All American Massacre, something like that. Okay. Uh, again, probably should have called Graham. <laughs> He'd tell you all this stuff. He knows. Right? Blah. Information. But See. I mean, it's it this this film started so much, and like you know. I love the films all the way up until the next generation. I love Texas Chainsaw 3D. I'm not a big fan of the Michael Bay films. 
I'm not a big fan of the prequel. Uh, it's just these four and then Adams. So the prequel. That was the one that was just called Leatherface, right? Yeah, that was the one that was kind of like filmed like the other, the later Hell, Hellraiser films, where it was kind of like at the very end, they're like, hey, that's fucking Leatherface. Yeah, because you know what? <laughs> that movie could actually have been probably a good movie had it not been tied to Texas. It wasn't Chainsaw. even filmed in America. Where was it? Really? Like fucking like overseas, like Belgium or Austria or something over there. Like one of those countries that we don't associate with because of bad like situations I've been in with the people over there. (laughs) I feel like like most people would probably though agree that the biggest problem with that movie is the whole uh, letdown of who you think Leatherface is going to be. And then it's like, nope, psych. Yeah. That you've been following along the whole time. That movie was just terrible. I don't know. My favorite are one, two, three. I love the remake, and I like the beginning prequel and Ch- and Chainsaw 3D after one, two, three. Dude, 3D was awesome in theaters when it first came out, man. I, that was like one of the first 3D movies I went to go see, and I was like, yo, it, I have to. It actually I took me two watches. It took Listen, me two watches to, to fully love it. I will admit that. But after that, I said, okay, I'll. I this is good. God, if they only just didn't fuck with the whole script and actually kept it the way it was supposed to be. Well, as you all know, it's sadly we do. I'm if starting you my research on, uh, by the way, Ooh. on our Pumpkinhead two episode, we mentioned that uh, the Necronomicon made an appearance. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I, I'm starting my research. I'm going to be writing an article about how Army of Darkness started a secret shared horror universe in the early '90s. Can you go like total weird conspiracy nut and have like a map in the background with like red? Oh, absolutely. Shit? And I'm going to have like yes. all the guys and I'm going to have like all the movies and a bunch of fucking tapes. Dude, like that's all. Yes. That means you sitting there Love like it. smoking a cigarette hey, dude, just like, headlines. listen, this is what I got for you. This is what I got. Fucking follow me here. Oh, man. That'd be great. But I am going to start that. I'm going to do some interviews and stuff, but I'm going to put out an article. And Graham, I told Graham about it. And he's like, I'd fucking read it. <laughs> like, I, I know I would. The, the fact that somebody's like, so I'm going to connect Evil Dead, Pumpkinhead, and Friday the 13th, and it's going to make sense. Done. <laughs> Done, right? It can't be going to be the fucking the evidence. <laughs> Ooh, yes. You're right. Uh, so, gentlemen, should we uh, take a peek behind that curtain by chance? Oh, boy, I've got a lot, so I'm going to have to pick and choose what How many to times say. How about Chad gets halfway through them, and then we'll just duck out and play the uh, Texas Chainsaw documentary, and then we'll just pop back in. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just I it. Yeah, that it's kind of hard time. to find stuff that hasn't already been said. Yeah. Or pictures that's... now that hasn't been seen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even okay, now. so according to John Larroquette, his payment for doing the opening narration was a marijuana joint. That, yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Just a that, joint? That doesn't surprise me. Hey, my tourist trap uh, thing got delivered. Well, got shipped. Oh, you Dude, did? I, oh, is it one of the limited 200? Yes. Yeah, 200 that are autographed? Yes. Nice. Nice. You're going to have to let us know how the uncut version is, by the way. I'm more interested to see how long it takes from day of shipment to to how long it gets here. I'm going to say two weeks. You say two weeks? Say two weeks. I I have a feeling it's going to be two weeks. That sounds about right. I don't know, because it took me forever to get my fucking 
Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. Yeah. Okay, so continuing on. Uh, Marilyn Burns, whose character was chased by Leatherface through the undergrowth, actually cut herself in the branches quite badly, so a lot of the blood on her body and clothes is real. Damn. Toby Hooper allowed Gunnar Hansen to develop Leatherface as he saw fit under his supervision. Hansen decided that Leatherface was mentally handicapped and never learned to speak properly, so he went to a school... Gunnar Hansen went to the school for the mentally handicapped and watched how they moved and listened to them talk and to get a feel for the character. He also tried his best to make his portrayal as non-offensive as he could. Uh, many fans, including those who are mentally handicapped, say he succeeded. Nice. I would actually say so, yeah, because I, he told the story because he went to the um, a state school where he literally just walked around for two days and watched how mm-hmm. those were just reacting to him. And other people around him, which I think was so smart because uh, really, we got a Snapchat from Brody. Oh, oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I like that wiggling of the saw there. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. That ain't right. He is not he is not right. <laughs> I love you, bro. He's right. Uh, that just ain't right. Oh my god, that is some funny shit. Oh, Shout out Brody, to the YouTube listeners. Yes. Okay, so continuing on. Surprisingly, this film was one of the least bloody horror films of all time. This is because Toby Hooper intended to make the movie for a PG rating by keeping violence moderate, language mild, and having most of the horror implied off-screen rather than shown in great detail on-screen. However, this plan had actually backfired and made the film even more horrifying because despite cutting and repeated submissions, the ratings board insisted on an X rating, and it wasn't until the film received the R rating when Hooper gave in and released it. Uh, he had a similar ratings problem with the sequel, which actually I thought that came out that's unrated. Why it's, that's why it's unrated. So, yeah. yeah. That's Back, crazy. And that was the last time an unrated horror movie was released in theaters. Theatrical. Okay, trivia time. What director forced the PG-13 rating to be created? Oh, who was that? Oh, shit. I should know that. Too. I want to say Spielberg. What film? Oh, Temple um, of Doom. Gremlins and Temple of Doom. Yeah, because they really? both came out around the same time. As, I know it was definitely Temple of Doom because of the, the heart rip scene. Yes. Mm. And Gremlins because it was a little too uh, See, I was scary to be PG. He had that string of movies that were dark after his blockbuster hits. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, Temple of Doom was very dark. And it's great, so, though. It's so good. Like, Temple of Doom is possibly my favorite of the Indiana Jones movies. Right? Oh. And it's so underappreciated. It's been a hot minute since I've watched them. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon to hear Chad and I talk more about Temple of Doom. Ooh. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd love that. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to sit and just pick through the whole movie. Chad will be in costume. Unlike John, it's been a hot minute time. since I've seen it. I love Indiana Jones. <laughs> I never... You know, this is funny... Uh, years and years ago, when Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade came out, uh, Pepsi had a contest where you could just fill in as many entries as you wanted, and they had all these different prizes you could win. So I sent in probably 20 of them. I don't know. I don't even remember how many it was. Never heard anything, you know. A couple of months later, six months roll by. I get this box in the mail. I open it up, and there's a fucking Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade fedora. 
No. Oh, shit. They didn't tell me I won or anything. I just got that in the mail. I'm like, holy shit, I won something. Do you still have it in a tote in your garage? It's somewhere. God, it is hope somewhere. Yes, he does. That fucking man's a legend. Yes. You have next it in a tote somewhere. It's in perfect I fucking throw, shape. I'll say next week. I don't too. throw anything out. Next week, it needs to be on. Uh, it, it'd take me a while to find it. You got a week. You obviously have not seen my garage, dude. I have not. You got a week, you're right. Uh, I mean, come on. TJ, you saw how good a shape that Jason mask was in. That was fucking... It's like it just came off the shelf. Yes. Oh, the 95 one there? Yeah. Yeah. How much you want. Remember, you did send pictures of that. That shit was nice. So what else we got, buddy? Anything good? Uh, so the soundtrack contains no sounds from musical instruments. Uh, moving on. Uh, with the exception of some copyrighted music they had the rights to, instead they used sounds an animal would hear inside a hot slaughterhouse. Oh. Leatherface had lines in the script nope. that were gibberish with little side notes and indicating what he was trying to say. Interesting. Cut that out. Wonder when it was first released, trying. the film was so horrifying that people actually walked out on sneak previews for it. Huh? What? I'm not surprised. Yeah, that really? doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so after getting into the old age, the old age makeup, John Dugan decided he did not ever want to go through the process again meaning that all the scenes with him had to be filmed in the same session before he could take the makeup off this entire process took about 36 hours during a brutal summer heat wave where the average temperature was over 100 degrees with a large portion of it spent filming the dinner scene with him wearing a heavy suit and necktie sitting in a room filled with dead animals and rotting food with no air conditioning or electric fans Everyone later recalled the stench from the rotting food and people's body odor was so terrible that some crew members passed out or became sick from the smell. I know they said Gunner went out. Edwin Neal, who like played the hitchhiker, claimed. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? This is a Saturday in Montserrat. Edwin Neal, who played the hitchhiker, claimed filming that scene was the worst time of my life and I'd been in Vietnam with people trying to kill me. So I guess that shows how bad it was. Jesus. Yeah, right. What are the things uh, like Graham said, director Tobe Hooper claims to have gotten the idea for the film while standing in the hardware section of a crowded store while Christmas shopping. While thinking of a way to get out through the crowd, he chainsaws. Hmm. It's amazing what anger and a power tool will do. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, Gunnar Hansen said that during filming, he didn't get along very well with Paul Pertain, who played Franklin. A few years later, he met Pertain again and realized that he was a method actor and simply chosen to stay in character even when not filming. Then the two remained good friends up until his death. Hmm. I can see that. Uh, of course, everybody knows this. The Sawyer family house uh, changed locations. They moved it, and now it's a restaurant. Yes. Yes. It is located on the grounds of the hotel complex at 1010 King Street in Kingsland, Texas. And if you go, make sure you get the barbecue. And <laughs> yes. The film's original distributor was Bryanston Distribution Company, which turned out to be a mafia front by Louis Perino, who used the movie to launder profits he made from Deep Throat. In yeah. return, the production received only enough money to reimburse the investors and pay the cast and crew $405 apiece. The producers eventually discovered that Perino had lied to them about the film's profits. After he was arrested on obscenity charges when his role in Deep Throat was revealed, the cast and crew filed suit against him and were awarded $25,000 each. 
New Line Cinema, which obtained the rights to the film from the now bankrupt Bryanston, paid off the cast and crew as part of the purchase agreement. There may or may not be a script that is similar to uh, The Disaster. What is it? What's that movie that uh, Seth Rogen and Franco did about The Room? Oh, yeah, The Disaster. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there is a script being passed around Hollywood right now that is like that, but it's about the making of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it really? follows Hooper and Hank and Henkel as they try to get the funds for the movie and then try to survive the mafia and pay them back in, in time. Wait, I feel like we talked about this before. We did. We talked about okay. this, I think, privately. I think so, uh, before one of the shows. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, I will say it involves a little green man. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> just, <sighs> uh, but that's it. That's it. That's but that script exists and it's being shopped around and I have that script and it's fucking hilarious. And I hope it gets made into a film because that's going to be a horror fans wet dream. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, that's, that's going on down here. What? You know, if they got like <laughs> Seth Rogen to play Gunnar Hansen. Bernie <laughs> said McBride. He wants no, to be in the crowd. I, 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 I agree with Brody on that one. I think McBride would be great. Uh, he really sucks for horror. Could you imagine him just like keeling over, like running through the fucking woods? I can't fucking do this anymore. I, I honestly think I could see Danny McBride before I could see Seth Rogen. <laughs> right. Just him, just him puking through the fucking mask, the front of the mask. Just, oh. <laughs> oh, that's a okay, sight. Continuing on. Death- continuing on. According to to Edwin Neal, Texas state troopers actually shook his hand and thanked him for causing crime to drop 18%. Apparently, the message audiences took away from the movie was don't pick up hitchhikers. Yes. Wow. Okay. Guillermo del Toro became a vegetarian after seeing this film. Huh. <laughs> Not Working a titles for the f- one of them. <laughs> Working for the f- Chad, you're cutting hard, bud. You're cutting hard, buddy. Let me refresh. Hold on. Can, uh, just talk about okay. me for a minute. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Bobby, still about them nipples, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, fucking quality. I'll tell you what. Why don't you t- uh, I mean, here we go. Oh, there's Chad. Just waiting for him to come back with his behind the scenes foot. Yep, there it is. You know what? I- I'm going to take this time when Chad comes back. You know what we should do, guys? You know what we should do? I think I know. Roll those. Yeah, I'm going to find them real quick. I just need to search oh, them. Oh, find them. <laughs> find them. Listen here. I'm feeling a little bit clamped, so let me give you a topic to talk about. <laughs> Chad's probably the only one that gets that reference. I get that. I get that reference. Another classic Mike Myers. Hello, I'm Linda Richmond. Linda Richmond. <laughs> this is Coffee Talk. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Cobble talk, no big whoop. Here we go. Hello there, creepy girls. Do you like spooky things in horror movies? Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! 
Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, butts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener. Take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you are wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dubackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like us. Graveyard Classics. Horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Death Style Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at graveyardclassics.net. Come on down to Mask by the Lands. Premium Friday the 13th custom made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lands. Go order one now, boy. Yeah! Oh, so good. Music to my ears. Go check out those notes, Chad. All right, so... During the dinner scene towards the end of the film, when Leatherface cuts Sally's finger, actress Marilyn Burns slightly moved her finger so he would actually cut her. This happened because they couldn't get the fake blood to come out of the tube behind the blade. You know who, you know who like reenacted this scene? Who like did it best? Joe Biden, whenever his wife was talking and she was pointing, and he fucking <laughs> fucking grows out. Oh, and- Jesus <laughs> I didn't know where you were going at first, but now, yes. Okay. Is that not like the most perfect example of that happening IRL? I was thinking about finger cutting. I was like, Bill Paxton and aliens? Like, no, no, Joe Biden. Joe like, Biden. flicked his wife's finger. I forgot all about that. That is, yeah, so I did gross. And now it's there again. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. Uh, let's see where else. Uh, where was I? Ah, uh, when Leatherface cuts his leg on his chainsaw, the friction of the blade caused the protective plate on Gunnar Hansen's leg to heat up and burn his leg, so his scream of pain is real. Oh shit! Yeah, a little authenticity there. Damn. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. I skipped over some of the lesser important stuff. There's so much information out there that yeah. you know I mean, you don't have to sit here and listen to us talk about it. Go watch somebody. Yeah, there's so many documentaries. That I I hear there's a very interesting book coming out. Yes. <laughs> Gremlin Eve Painter will have a book. Uh, we will post links. He has a Ghoulies book available yes, now. So uh, just go on the Google, type in Ghoulies, Gremlin Eve Painter. You'll find the book. Keep going, boys. Uh, well, Chad said that was kind of it. So Yeah, yeah so that's you, it. You so got a question. That brings us to, yeah, Big Johnny yeah. B's questions. Okay, so uh, where the fuck did the trucker go? That fucker ran down the goddamn road. He just right? He was like, well, fuck if, this shit out. If you, <laughs> watch, if you just watch, when the truck like tries to fishtail around, all you see is him darting away just like, fuck this, I'm out of right? here. <laughs> he doesn't even give a shit about the truck. He's like, nope, and now, I'm out. That's he, a didn't, man, he didn't that care. Man is like, I'm gone. But he's smart too. He grabbed the wrench before he bounced. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> fucking armed himself. And he oh, threw it and hit Leatherface dead center in the face. I know, dude. He, oh, that was great. Fucking great. He had to get pretty close too. And that chainsaw was like sticking out. It's like, wow, fuck. Right. So uh who wants to see a prequel with grandpa going serial killer style? I actually would love to. 
I'm interested to see how well of a killer he really was, or were they just talking his like, game like up? 1920s grandpa? Like, yeah, ex- dude, like in his youth, dealing his fucking doing the his early thing. days of Sawyer cannibalism. I could picture him walking around a three piece suit in a fedora. Yeah, dude. Like, what was hammer in his back pocket? Killed 60 people in a no, what was it? It should start with him losing his job and then his family slowly like starting to like fucking like starve. And then like he like a guy like breaks down. That sounds sounds a little familiar there, TJ. Maybe like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That is almost the exact plot line. Well, there you go. And I gotta say, uh, I agree with Bobby. I like those. I like the the Platinum Dunes movies myself. They're not uh, yeah, the originals, but they're still pretty damn good. No, they did them very well. Yes, they made them their own with. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I, that's why I'm glad they switched with the names and everything like that. Because what were they in that? The Hewitts or something like that? I think it was. Yeah, the yeah, Hewitts. Hewitts. Yeah. Like Arlie Emery was fucking nuts in that movie, dude. Oh yeah. The only thing I didn't like about the first one. Was they kind of painted themselves into a corner when they chopped off Leatherface's arm? Yeah, you know? but I they kind of killed it for sequels there. Listen, man, but, I was just I was happy when 3D came out and they were like, "Yo, we're gonna say fuck all the rest of them and we're gonna literally leave it up or take off right from the ending of the first one." And I thought that, that sounds was... familiar. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey man, I I Simpsons it. did it. <laughs> Simpsons always do it. Oh shit! But no, that's all I got, man. I just was wondering where that trucker fucking took the hell off. Fucker said, I'm hoping he, he made it wherever he went. I mean, know? the guy's clearly a seasoned escape artist. I mean, he right? he took the most logical way. He he wasn't gonna hit him with that. He always knew he was gonna throw that at him at some point. Like this right. guy is on a mission. Like fuck this bitch. Like I helped you. Like now it's my turn to run. Like we did, we did, we did the ring around the rosy around the truck, and he's like, "There's no point in this. I'm throwing this bitch, and I'm fucking hightailing it out there." I don't think he had intentions to stop. And you know I what the, think it's, it's better her than me, bro. You know what the best part is, and because this, like we've all kind of said that this was the uh, first slasher we would go with. The slasher tropes that happened after this was always like, "Yo, the black dude dies first. Well, with this one, man, the black dude shows up, says, Mm-mm, fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> He's like, fuck the white people right, shit. Baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully he survives. You saw that guy? He you saw a lot of face going around the corner. He says, why the fuck did I pull over? Why the fuck did I pull right? over? Fucking crazy white women. God damn it. <laughs> and he pulls her in, and you know what he's saying when they're in the cab? What the fuck are you doing to me, bitch? Get out of here. Oh. But do you gentlemen have any big questions? I mean, this is a movie that we've probably seen a few times over, so. I no, not really. Right. I think the only question I have is, do you guys think that if they would have stayed at the gas station, like the cook suggested, they might've been safe Maybe. or would they have come after them anyways? I don't think Leatherface would have, cause the cook didn't want them there. I don't know, man. I feel like they were already kind of painted once they picked up the hitchhiker. Like I could mm-hmm. be literally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They were mocked to death. Oh, I got a question for you. In that scene, actually, after they drop him off and they're staring at the blood splatter on the side of the van. Uh, and oh my god, I'm forgetting his name, but the dude in the wheelchair. What the fuck's in his mouth? Franklin. Okay, Frank. What the hell is in his mouth? That's a sausage. Barbecue. 
Is that what it yeah, is? They, they picked up barbecue. Oh. As Gunnar Hansen, Toby Hooper, and Dan Pearl said in the commentary, it looks like a dick. Like, Gunner, like, yeah, it goes like this is like, oh, oh so that is somebody's dick. Yeah, <laughs> it literally looks like a fucking dick. And I was like, what? It really is. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess it could be because they don't know what they're eating. So, yeah. I, it was definitely sausage because the gas station later, she's looking at the barbecue and there's rings of sausage and everything hanging there. Uh, but that's another good question. Was the barbecue people? I would like to assume I, yes. I would probably assume yes. I'm going to say it probably is because in the sequel, the chili was. Yes, it was. One of them hard-shelled peppercorns. <laughs> <laughs> TJ's video is frozen? It is? It's not frozen. Chad, can you drop your uh, stream quality down to 480, please? I think it is on a 480. It yeah, mine's mine. on 480. I can drop mine down. Whoop. I know mine's already... Lower. Connection's tanking. I don't think it's frozen as much as it is. Uh, there you go. I just dropped down to 480. I'm going to refresh. Keep talking, boys. Keep oh, going with shit. Refresh, refresh. No, man. Like, going back into just discussing this movie, I just remember watching it the first time. And obviously, I saw it with commercials. So I was just like, I was dying to see it in its fully completed version, which I didn't really get to do till shit. I was probably like an older teenager renting it from Blockbuster. I feel like, I feel like the, the sequel, though. Like a lot of people tend to not like it because of all the dark humor, but you know when you follow a movie as bleak as the original, you kind of have to you know do a complete 180 and make it a dark comedy. Yeah, two was definitely the first time I saw two. I was definitely taken back. Uh, what it was not I, what I was expecting by any means. When I first saw right. when I first saw number two, I mean when it first like came on the first whole scene with that truck chase, I'm like. Oh, dude. <laughs> well, my first thought was, okay, they really amped it up a lot more, so they had to make these guys the way they were. And then when they went on, I'm like, I like this, but, man, there's so much black humor in this. Where did it come from? Well, that and you have a fucking 10-year gap in between movies, man. So, like, just the style of how movies are done and everything, like, there's so much change, you know? Like, it's it was bound to be different regardless. But Well, yeah, it was going to be different, but, you know, it was, uh, it was a fun watch my first time. Yeah, I say they definitely went way more into, obviously, like the whole like sexuality of the chainsaw and all that other shit, dude, when he was fucking with the DJ there and all that crap. But, I don't know. It, it, my connection's what? bottlenecking something bad. Really? Yep. I just checked. Is Terrence streaming again? No, He's nobody's here. home but me. Huh. I'll be making a call tomorrow. He was threatening this yesterday. He was like, God damn it. Oh, shit. Is somebody uh, maybe stealing your Wi-Fi? 45 megs is what I'm getting right now out of 500. Wow. Shady. So uh, should we move it on to the big old questions? Of yes, let's get to it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Right. You know what that means. Yeah. That isn't cranberry sauce, Artie. <laughs> that is not cranberry sauce. No, it's not. <laughs> Certainly, no, it is not. Uh, I'm so glad I got to do that. So, gentlemen, do that of the movie. Oh shit! I guess I uh, my Sorry, favorite guys. kill is the uh, hammer kill with the twitch. Oh, the kill! Ah, uh, mm. um, I gotta go with the the chainsaw out of Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. Just because when I first showed this movie to my wife and. She will not watch it again now because really? when that scene happened, 
I knew right when Leatherface jumped up and I just reached over and grabbed her leg and scared the piss out of her. Literally. I mean, that is so a I good jump scare. got me the first time I watched it. I oh, that's a that. great jump scare. I don't know, man. I'm going to have to go with the hammer slam, though, I think with TJ, dude. I just love the way he twitches his body in that whole fucking scene. And obviously that, you know. I loved Franklin's kill because talk about total surprise. Like, it was like, holy yes. shit. Like, what the? And there was no lead up to that whatsoever. Like, even if, like. Oh, and he does not stop either. He just keeps carving like it's a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's not running away from him. So he's. Not he's like, <laughs> that's true. He doesn't have far to go. Right. And he is the bigger of the bunch. So he's got a little bit more meat on. Of course. But. Oh, shit. Next question. So. Okay, we did kind of jump, jump, jump the gun and go to your yeah. favorite kill. So uh, right. let's go back a little bit. Let's backpedal to a uh, douche of the movie, guys. Douche of the movie. Mm. The cook. You think the cook's the douche? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, okay, the cook. I could see. Uh, yep. I would have to say Hitchhiker. I got to go with Franklin. I did not like I him. I was going to say Franklin, but I'm like, he really didn't do anything. I mean, he was kind of a dick. Well, he wasn't. And he just insisted in a wheelchair. Yeah, but he insisted that they go to the old family house, and then he just bitches and complains the whole time that they're there. It's it's. Well, it's because he can't go upstairs, right? <laughs> Everybody's all going off to fuck, and he's just stuck there. Like you know what I mean? He knows his dick, right? <laughs> Which he pissed all over himself, you know, when he fell. <laughs> <in that. laughs> Has anybody has anybody ever been really that scared of a semi horn going by? Like that startled everybody in that scene. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Interesting. But uh, gentlemen, what format did you watch it in, and how was the quality? I am TV, and it was 40th anniversary, and it was beautiful. Ooh, Blu-ray DVD. Chad, I believe you got Prime. I started watching it on IMDb, like like TJ, because that's uh, that's Prime. It links to that, and I had to shut it off because the I don't know why, but the streaming quality was just shit. It would skip frames every few off every few minutes, and it kind of pissed me off. So I watched it on Tubi, and it was pretty awesome. And the sound quality on Tubi was better. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I watched it on Shutter, and that was the 40th anniversary edition, I believe. It was nice, clean, and fucking loved it. You're nice and clean, baby boy. Thank you. I love me some Shutter, dude, because I found it right in the Slashix section. And uh, if you go to that section, Gorehounds, there's a lot of the movies that we have covered in this podcast. The funny thing is, if I remembered you said it was on Shutter, I would have watched it on there instead. If you go to the Jello section, you can see a lot of my favorite movies. <laughs> well, dude, I'm telling you, man, like literally in the Slashix, like there's like six or seven in a row that are all movies. That oh, yeah. Covered. From pieces to fucking tourist trap, which I was so happy tourist traps on there. Probably gonna watch it in the next couple of days. Didn't ago. you know that there's a conspiracy that every major publication involves horror bases their stuff on our content? You didn't know it's that? True. No, we we figured this out a few months back. I swear so to God, it is doing it. But discussions just keeps fucking. Shutter bases its releases on Gormore episodes at this point. Dude, God, Matt, could you imagine if we actually got some? Let's, let's start that rumor. Let's start that. Right? Could you imagine if Shudder all of a sudden had a Gordon Moore section of just like fucking our personal? Gordon Moore recommended movies. Yo, oh yo, God. then we'd be rolling. 
bro. That would be that'd be a dream come true. Right there. I want to watch the shed. I'll tell you what, if that's true, Shutter owes us money. Oh, the shed. Yeah, that was actually. Uh, so obviously, you guys know how like it'll stream three different movies when you first pop in. That was actually playing, and uh, it was kind of interesting what I saw. I definitely might go back and check that shit out. Yeah, I gotta watch. Great during the uh, this attack scene where, and then he fucking ends up blowing this dude away with or uh, this chick away with a shotgun. And I was just like, "All right, on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre." <laughs> uh, are we gonna move on to best scene? Yes. Yes. Um. Dinner scene. Dinner scene. Yeah. I'm gonna have to say the chase up. The I drive. have to agree. It's hard. Ooh. Dinner scene is legitimately disturbing. Yes, yeah. it is. It's, it's, you can't top that scene. It's fantastic. No. I want a copy of the, Oh, nice. Hell yeah, Brody. Apologize nice. for the lag of my end. Can't do anything about it. I say now you definitely are uh freeze framed. Yeah. I, move a little bit. Okay. I might go pull the internet. Stupid internets. No. So, hey, it wouldn't be a gore more shit show without technical difficulties. Right? We always got to have at least something. This is true. Give me a little chocolate, Ray. I'm just saying I'm happy it's not me. It's time. What? Can I restart it from my phone? That would be dope. So, gentlemen, opening scene. That brings us to, yeah, did the opening scene hook you in? The opening scene was the opening narration. So, uh, absolutely. Like, Fuck of course. course. Like, it's not even a question that it did or didn't. Who doesn't love a good? Yeah, you read that. You read that and you're like, holy shit, what happened? I got to see this. Right? And then they give you that, just that, uh, how we opened the episode with that weird fucking winding sound. Yes. Dude. Overused in the sequels. Don't care. Oh, and by the way, by the way, John Larkat <laughs> also does the narration in the uh, remake. Yes, he does. You know, I will say the one thing I will give uh, kudos to the remake because it's the one thing that makes me definitely always shiver is the fucking fingernails, dude. That shit. Oh, oh. You get me? Oh, yeah. Every time, no matter how many times I fucking see it, dude, I will fucking... Sh- oh, just thinking about it, dude. Makes my fucking hands oh. feel weird. I, I, I just love it because I had such an awesome theater-going experience seeing the remake, too. Yeah. And it, was a, dude, it was a packed house. Theater. I would have been probably... And it was a packed house. And I think I've told this story before. It was a packed house. I went with uh, the girl I was seeing at the time, and there was college girls sitting right beside me. And halfway through the movie, I look over, and the, there's the girl sitting right next to me. He's curled up in the fetal position. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. And I wish. Good. So I do remember seeing Jason X and Freddy versus Jason in the theater, but I wasn't paying attention to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So, yeah, we all agree. I would say opening scene hooks us in. Great narration. Yes. Okay. So... Best tits, hottest dick. <laughs> um, Remember, we're being all-encompassing now, so to be fair. Mar- Marilyn Burns as hottest, I would say. I mean, she I was, was... I was thinking the other girl until you see the extreme close-up of her during the dinner scene, and she just has these amazing green eyes. Like, it's almost an unnatural green. I was like, wow. Hmm. So I gotta go. Marilyn Burns for me. She has great yeah. nipples. <laughs> Fair enough. Are they? Are they, are they, are they, are they light? 
I don't know. <laughs> you she could literally have sausage patty nipples, for all we know. Oh, Jesus, Brody. <laughs> yes, Jessica Fields' nipple fat was exquisite. You know what? Honestly, Brody, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, but she did not look like she was set in the 70s in that movie. That was the one fucking weird thing. But, you know, still good to look at. So, whatever. All right. So... Did the score set the mood? Well, there wasn't yeah. really much of a score. It was mostly like animal noises and shit. But, so, yeah, I think it did. Yes, it definitely, it definitely was uh, proper for the setting, for sure. Uh, and it is kind of interesting because, like, I mean, could you consider that a score? I would. I, I would. Yeah, you might. Yeah. yeah. If you're not a typical, like, composed score, sure. But, you know, so we took the time to fucking edit it together and shit. This is true. Didn't we cover another movie that mostly used animal noises on the soundtrack? Hmm, what could that possibly have been? Who knows? TJ's looking around like, wait, I know this. TJ's coming in a lot cleaner right now, though. I will say that. I'm, I'm it, fixing it was just before dawn. Phone. I promise you, I'm not playing with things. I'm fixing <laughs> no, 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 dude. We just went to full green. So yeah, your 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 quality got a lot better. Your video looks a lot better. <laughs> let let me let me continue to fix things. <laughs> <laughs> I have okay. My my house is split up in different quadrants. Uh, I have a five gigahertz uh, like relay right here, so I have to switch my computer to be the only thing on that relay, and everything else to the one downstairs. It's a two and a half. Makes sense, nerds. Mm-hmm. Actually, it does. It makes a lot of sense. Oh shit! So where are we at, gentlemen? Where Wait, if you at? have a relay in that room, then where's the router located? They wouldn't let me put it up here. I argued with the guy for 15 minutes. <laughs> really? Fucker. Yeah. Uh, th- after 15 minutes, I I, I do not go- do well. It, it gets heated, and then Sarah's got to pull me out. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. She's like, listen, go medicate. Yeah, no, it's one of those, we know you're right, honey. You need to walk away. <laughs> go away. <laughs> We're good now, guys. We're Which good. is pretty funny because she's that, that's funny because she's the feisty redhead. Yes. <laughs> she's the calm it's, one. You should have seen the uh the day I found out that Midas charged me fifty dollars for wiper blades. Holy what? fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, wiper blades better be fucking ass for that price. Jesus Christ. <laughs> These fuckers better be the adaptive. These fucking right? sense the rain two hours beforehand. Rain X your fucking window as they go. Yeah. Pre-lubed, wow. like we said earlier on. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. So I think we're going to have to probably skip that next one. Yeah, the best song. There really yeah, wasn't anything. Was, there was like some know. random country song playing on their radio at some point in the van. That was about Which it. I can fucking tell you what it will be. So. Oh. <laughs> I guess you could say random pig squealing. Best song. <laughs> it made the scene more creepy. Right. Yes, it did. Hey, guess who's topping out at 400 megs now? Go. Hey, there you go. There you go, buddy. <laughs> so now that you're back in uh, full stupor, what's your favorite character? Who is your My favorite? favorite character is the truck driver, only because he's the only person with the get the fuck out of here mentality. <laughs> uh, everybody else, if you really think about it, walked into the, let's say, the chicken coop and then got eaten by the wolves. Uh, that was the only guy that was like, oh, shit, there's a bloody bitch in the road. I'm going to stop. Oh, fuck, that's a chainsaw. Get in here. Shut the door. Grab this awesome 
wrench, and then get out of town. And it was, and I mean, he's my favorite character. <laughs> yeah. You know what, dude? I like it. Not to bite on your steez, but I think I'm going to have to agree, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> random NZ truckers, Leatherface. Leatherface is done in a more entertaining way in later films. So I, I, I would, I would love to say that, but I have leather faces that I feel that are just like, yeah, you, the okay, you get a little bit more personality in those ones. Yeah, yeah. Chad, what do you got, buddy? Who's I actually kind of want to go with the cook. Okay, just because, mm, yeah. <laughs> just the whole scene of him from the part where he disarms her to the part where he puts her in the truck and goes down to the house. Had me laughing the whole time because he's sitting there beating her with the fucking broom. <laughs> he ties her up, puts a bag on him. her, has her in the truck. He's like, oh, you got nothing to worry about. And he starts jamming her with a fucking stick, <laughs> laughing maniacally. Super villain. I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that scene. So that's uh, he. I, I could I should have made that my favorite scene. But the dinner scene just barely tops it. Bitch can handle windows for days, but not a broom. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> How many windows did should jump out of two windows, but At a broom is her two. downfall. Right. Yo, man. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Where we at, boy? So we are on. Was it scary? It was terrifying. Fuck I would yes. like to say that when Fuck I first yes. like watched it again and for the first time and saw the ending, it honestly made me a little bit freaked out the first time and I think now that I'm a seasoned vet in this horror, but I want to say rabbit hole that I've gone into just for uh, you know promotional purposes, uh, <laughs> it's it's been crazy. And I think that being able to look back at this film and appreciate it for everything that it is uh, and everything that it was is just great. I mean, our scores will reflect it. I promise you. Oh yeah, if it doesn't, we got a I was honestly kind of surprised by all the Gorehounds uh, scores, but at the same time, I respect it. Yeah, I agree with that. When we're in a franchise that's this deep, I'm sure that they enjoy other films more. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and to agree with Scary, yeah, I'm going to say the first time I saw Grandpa sucking on the finger, man, it definitely made me go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Threw me back a little bit. So, Baby. Uh, ooh. Next question, gentlemen. Did Booby talk anything about that, Bobby? Bobby, he yeah, he said it's scary. Yeah, okay. He didn't say why. It was oh, scary, absolutely. Though. Of course, I don't have to. Just watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. Just, just watch. By the way, the D, the uh, Blu-ray you had was it the 40th anniversary one? Yes. Yes, sweet. That's the only Chainsaw movie I don't have on Blu-ray. <laughs> really? Yes, sir. Oh, I am disappointed in you. They don't have a Scream Factory one that looks like all my other Scream Factory ones. This film don't uh, need Scream Factory. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we can all we all know where this question is going to go. But uh, does it hold up today? Does it hold up today? Fuck yes. Yes. Fuck yes. Without a doubt. Yep. Absolutely. I used to have I used to have yearly uh, watch parties for Halloween for horror movies, and this was always the one that I closed with. Yeah, we should do that this no, year. Texas Chainsaw for life. Now that our Discord's live again, I'm proud to announce that the Project Louder Discord is now live. I will be posting that up publicly, so it is a public is really? Discord. Yes, yeah. it is. 
I saw and I'm in there as the, right now. There's only two admins. It is me and then the deputy to the overlord. That is Cameron Miller. It is an anything goes type discord. Uh, so have fun, post your memes and let it get filthy. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be great. We're going to do watch parties in there. We're going to do some voice chats and stuff. I'll pop in in there randomly. I'm sure some gore hounds will as well. Just head on over. You know, it's a place where you don't have to worry about getting banned on Facebook for 30 days for how spicy your meme is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little better whenever I'm the one looking at the post than uh, old Mark Zuckerberg. Just yeah, right. Gets up. Moving on. Moving on. Was the acting good or bad? Really? It's very good. It's very good. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Amazing. Mm-hmm. There's not really much else. What is it? What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> I think she had a stroke halfway through I typing. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> Loud roids. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Outer or <laughs> cinematography? Who wants to take this? Oh, the cinematography was amazing. Daniel Pearl just out, like literally outdid himself, like. It has that look of the '70s documentary, but that's because dirty. of the fucking film grain, dirty, grainy, and mm. so good. that's because of the way it was shot. The film mm. it was shot on, the cameras, everything. Was it shot on ends? Oh shit! I thought I had that in my notes. No, I don't remember right offhand. Like, but it was whatever specifically it was filmed on. They had to use extra bright lights, and mm. so that's why everything has that. Uh, well, because it was low budget, that's it. that's why I asked because I wonder if they'd only be able to afford ends, and then that would also equate to like, uh, account for some of the, you know, the haziness. Right. I and I thought I had that in my notes, but I I apparently did. For gorehounds who don't know what ends are, ends are leftover films from new reels that they used for low budget productions back then, because then you would just be buying ends and instead of new film because it was more expensive. So uh, things would be used on previously used films and. Things like that. Ends. They would use the ends of film reels and record over them. Much like a VHS tape, you record over it about the eighth time on uh, Girls Gone Wild 7 at about 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's going to look shitty. Oh, oh man. I haven't woken up in one of those ads in a long time. Well, it kind of disappeared when you know VHS disappeared, didn't it? The internet ruined oh, it all. DVD. Were they? Oh, yeah. Dude, there was like Comedy Central. You'd wake up at like two in the morning. You'd hear that fucking Jamaican music. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck time is it, dude? Like, oh. That was the days of dial-up internet where you'd sit there and you like click on the picture and your dick would be out and you just start stroking as soon as the lines start loading up until you get to a titty. I mean, <laughs> you know You're what? Just sitting there, you're like, oh yeah, let's get a load, baby. Uh, and then somebody calls and, and you know gives you blue balls. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait! If somebody called, it disconnected you. Yeah, not for me, dude. It just was really? always busy. Yeah. Uh, okay, a dial-up, bro. I, I I remember my grandma used to get kicked off when people called and shit. Oh, my parents were fucking pissed because I used to be playing Unreal Gold and shit on that all the time, and everybody'd be like, "I can't get through the house. It's always busy." <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Fuck. So, uh, premise. Did we? Yeah. Enjoy Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Without a doubt. Weird cannibalistic family from the South. That's all you need. <laughs> Sold. And Havana hippies. 
you know what? Let's throw it all in. Good to yep, go. Yep. Yep. But uh, and then obviously you know this this uh, film when it came out it was dealing with a lot of like uh, the Vietnam conflict and things like that. People obviously coming back and just no money, broke down, hard on luck, and just doing anything that they can to survive. And this was also obviously during the gas crisis too. Nah, they're fucking dirty hippies. Wow. They deserved it. They're tre- they're dirty, trespassing fucking hippies. They were trespassers. That is hey, is sure. TJ's internet stroking out again? A little bit. We did go down to uh, Orange Bars. Yeah. lost the green again. That's okay. We're so, almost there. We're almost there. Don't right. worry. I'll complain like a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. so we are on the triple R's, gentlemen. Yeah, recycle, rewind, or remake. Well, it's already been remade, so rewind. I'm going to rewind, rewind for days, yeah. Daddy. Rewind, yes, absolutely. rewind, and rewind again. Yep, just rewind it all. This is one where, yes, like Chad said, it's great to watch around Halloween, but honestly, you could watch it any time throughout the year. Don't exactly. Such a good That's for sure. Throw it in as some, uh, you know, a little bit of foreplay for your honey before Ooh. you guys get a little freaky. You know, turn on a little bit of grandpa sucking on a finger. You know, get a little moist between the legs, Joe Biden style. Get that shit going on. Play my strategy. (laughs) (laughs) So, honey, you want to watch the dinner scene again? (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm going to build you some bone furniture tonight, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. I like it. Anyway, so <laughs> let's hear this rating, gentlemen. Let's go around the board. This rating is going to be spicier yeah. than the chili I made two days ago. I'll tell you what. No shit. Still feeling the flack on that? And that's exactly what I did this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. So I'm going to oh, hey, start this off. I forgot to mention this. Uh, the uh, cinematographer in this, he actually also was the director of photography for the remake. Yes, he was. Oh. Interesting. I knew that. A shit ton of stuff. Wait. Uh, so, whose decision was it for the lens flares? Oh, oh that'd be Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, come on, that's a Bay thing. Explosion. <laughs> the shot's great. It's just missing something. Five bucks. He says lens flares. Lens flares. Wait. wait who told does, you? Who does more lens flares though? Him or Abrams? Oh, him or Spielberg? Suck that dick. I still think Abrams has the most, though. I could be wrong. Oh, that is true. Because Abrams, true. Dude, it, you watch it, any Abrams movie, and it's just like eight minutes of lens flare, and then you're like, okay, now I got something. That's true. <laughs> um, Michael Bay does explosions. The new yeah. Star Wars movies. Abrams did the lens flare. <laughs> no, the new, the new Star Trek movies. Oh, my God, dude. Like, by the last one, there's so much fucking lens flare, dude. You're like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm watching half the time. You know what's better than lens flares? Scores. Bobby? Yeah. Let's five get this on the... Yeah, 5.0. Okay. Chad? Oh, definitely a five. Pretty woman? That's a big old five for me, Daddy. So I'm going to give it a... Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was waiting for the 4.9 or something like that. Like, dickhead. Dick. Uh, no, I think uh, it's a perfect film, and it set the pace. I think the importance of this film cannot be understated 
or overstated or any sort of thing. I mean, it's a great film and it sets the tone for so many films afterwards. I mean, defined a genre, created tons of subgenres. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Set the bar and it set it high. Yes, it, it did. Certainly. I mean, there's still people 40 fucking years later trying to mimic anything close to that. And, they, you know, they just don't even touch it. Nothing has come close. And this movie right alone shows you that you don't necessarily need the shots of the gore as much as we love it. That's you know, true. the implied works just as well. You know, this and Halloween both are. You know what else is that. implied? You know, it's it's more it's more than just the gore. You know, it's it, it's gore and and more. It's more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all the baby. All right, so we got a perfect five across the board. So, gentlemen, oh, yeah, that should left? not surprise anyone. No, not at all. <laughs> so, is there anything left to discuss, gentlemen? Anything new on the horizons? Nothing that I can what's, think what's of. What's right next hand. week, you slut? Next week is the th- the uh, sequel to the John Carpenter classic, The Thing. Mm. Oh, the 2011 one, yeah, 2011 prequel. Since right. it is the year of the sequel slash prequel, and we never got a sequel to this aside from the video game, we're tackling the prequel. Are we wearing our winter coats next episode? <laughs> all right, done. All right, I'll but I'm cranking the AC all the way down right. when I do you that. Like three <laughs> <and> <laughs> I'm gonna crank the AC down and just do my breath. <sighs> <laughs> I'll put this fucking thing blue. I'll put a tassel cap on. You're fucking right, buddy. <laughs> awesome. Oh shit, we're gonna have to do that now. Now that you mentioned it, we're going to have to. I'm waiting for the day we do a Bigfoot one and I start the episode under my desk. And like fucking uh, found footage style. (laughs) You know, I don't think we have any found footage movies on our list. I don't think we do at all. You're right. Not really, no. We haven't dipped our toe there yet. Maybe three. Maybe you're three. You know what? You're going to say found footage movie and every single gorehound's going to say Devil's Pass. So... I mean, there's a lot of found footage movies out there. You can yeah, sit there, there but Heather and Tyler will fucking scorched earth campaign for that film to be reviewed. Five bucks, it pops up in the chat before we hit end. <laughs> 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 fucking found footage movie. Those guys love that shit. I showed that to them. Uh, they mentioned it in the 100 episode thing, and it's that film gets me all fucking harder than, than a turtle shell, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I like I like found footage every once in a while, man. Especially if it's a really good one, because yeah, it's got it's got to it's got to have good quality. Well, it's just an yeah, it's an interesting style in itself. So while it can be cheaply done to do it effectively and well, there it is, Robo. Yep. He broke the hymen. Loves it. Ducking loves it. <laughs> ducking loves it. Not fucking ducking. Well, uh, I'd say that's uh, I'd say that's, that's all for today. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's pretty that's all for today, guys. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Gore and More podcast. Friendly reminder that the Gore and More podcast is part of the Project Louder podcasting network, home to other great podcasts such as the Box Office Banter podcast, Comics and Kaijus, Louder Sports, Dream Audio Review, this podcast, House of a Thousand Discourses, Jerk the Curtain, Rabbit Hole, Rants from the Black Lodge, Somewhat Supernatural, Me, the TJ Bowser Power Hour, two guys on Friday, Wake and Bake, and of course, Wicked Wednesdays. Find all of that content over on projectlouder.net, your source for pop culture and 
so much more. And of course, this is your host with the motherfucking most, the man that's greasier than a 57 Chevy, the man who leaves the lady sore and begging for more, TJ Bowser, TJ Bowser, TJ Bowser, signing off. <laughs> this is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Christman, saying, I'll see you next time, bitches. Oh, this is uh, your big pretty woman, Big Johnny D, saying, see you later, girls. <laughs> This is your big killing machine, Bobby Moan, saying, that's one greasy motherfucker of it. <laughs> <laughs>